You are listening to Discovery Church Podcast. Starting this brand new series called uh, Summer Road Trip, and, and we're going to be, for the next seven weeks, we're going through different um, big ideas at Discovery. And uh, we just, we, I thought it was very important for us to just all be on the same page of knowing where we're going and where we're headed and, and the things that we hold dear uh, as a church. And so if you are part of Discovery and you say Discovery is your home church, then these are things that you should probably uh, know because this is representing you as well. And so uh, our theme verse for, for this series is, is found out of Numbers chapter 9. And um, it's, it's a great verse. It says, whether the clouds stayed above the tabernacle for two days a month or a year, the people of Israel stayed in camp and did not move on. But as soon as it lifted, they broke camp and moved on. Here's the, the basic idea. The longest road trip ever was Israel. They were traveling for 40 years. But what I loved, throughout their journey, they, they, they tried to move with what God was doing. And that's our heart as a church, that as we move, we're continue, continuing to be led by God and where he's wanting to take us. And so, um, so this morning, if you're taking notes, I want to talk to you from the subject high and low, high and low. I'm going to pray. We're going to jump in. It's going to be amazing. Father, we love you. Thank you for this opportunity that we have to come here on a Sunday and to uh, learn more about you. Father, I pray that you would just, uh, God, that you would just have your way this morning. Uh, we we want to leave here changed, not for our own benefit, but so that we can change the world. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So the other night, I worked out. Amen. <clears throat> the only problem is, is when I got out of the gym, I was hungry. So I went to Taco Bell. Um, but I went to the gym. Went to Taco Bell afterwards. It's, it was a total drive of shame because I knew what I was doing. I knew it was counterproductive, and yet something inside of me did not care. The power of the chalupa was way stronger than the calorie count. You know what I'm saying? And so, so uh, like, I'm feeling, I'm feeling a little guilty the fact that I just spent an hour and a half at the gym uh, working out, doing cardio, and then I have my little brown bag of Taco Bell. And uh, so, so it's late. It's about, it's like 11 o'clock at night. And, um, and I get, go to Taco Bell. I come home and I know everyone is sleeping. I don't want to wake him because I know that they're sleeping. And I don't want them to be like, Dad, you just worked out. What are you doing? Right? I don't want my wife to be like, Ew, you eat Taco Bell? She won't say that though. But, um, but I, I just, I don't know. There's something about knowing them, knowing that I worked out and then coming back with fast food. It just, I don't know. Like, I don't want them to know. So, so I, I get to my front door I, and I'm like in stealth mode, okay? Super ninja-esque. I don't, I don't want them to know that, that I'm here and, and I get in. And does anybody work out here? Awesome. So I don't know about you, but like when I work out, I sweat so much. It looks like I just jumped in a pool, like my shirt's all, all wet. And so I get in the house uh, very quietly because I don't want to wake anyone. It's, it's dark. It's pitch black out there. That was with the pee. It's, it's, it's really dark in the room, and I get in there. And um, I'm super sweaty, so I'm quietly, I'm like stripping down, right? Like I'm like straight Adam and Eve fashion show right now. Like it's, I'm getting down to 
everything off, and I'm, I'm holding my, my bag of Taco Bell, and I'm standing there half naked. Maybe TMI, I'm sorry. Um, and I'm standing there with my Taco Bell, and I can't see a thing. I'm like, I got to turn on the lights. So I switch on the lights. As soon as I turn them on, I'm like, ah! My little girl's on the couch. I'm standing here with my Taco Bell bag in my boxers, and she's just chilling on the couch. And I'm like, can I just say that was really awkward? This idea that I'm trying to be super stealth and, and that I, I'm down to my skibs and, and, and here my little girl is just chilling on the couch. I, I'm, like, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is just too much, right? I'm like, baby girl, we got to go to bed. So I bring her back to, to bed and, and, I, and I go to the couch. Like, honestly, I'm sitting down on my couch and I'm trying to process what just happened. I'm thinking I just scarred her. Maybe. Will she need therapy after this? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And I'm sitting there. And then I begin to think about this. And, and this is really why I'm telling, telling you this, this story. Is that what, what's funny is that my daughter was there the whole time. I walked in. Even when the lights were off, she was still there. The only thing that changed was that all of a sudden I became aware that she was in the room. And I was thinking about that. This idea that I became affected by her presence only when I became aware of it. And I begin to think about this specifically in the topic and in the realm of what we're talking about today, God's presence. See, uh, presence is one of our core values here at Discovery. In fact, when you go into the lobby, there's a big 14-foot wall that has all of our core values. It says DNA, Discovery DNA. And, um, and these are all things that we hold dear. And the very first one, the very first thing that we hold to the highest regard is God's presence. This is in your notes. You'll, you'll see it there. But this is what it says on, on, on our wall. It says, do we have it on the screen too? Presence. Without the presence of God, we are nothing more than an event. Therefore, we will always create a place for people to experience him. We, we place a high priority on the presence of God. One thing that I love about discovery is the idea that uh, we have so many different walks of life at discovery. Especially when it comes to uh, where you are at in your relationship with Jesus, and I love this. We have people on, on completely uh, different ends of the spectrum. We have people over here who uh, maybe they're just unchurched. They, they've never been to church. They, they, they don't know much about church. By the way, if that's you here, welcome. We literally created this church just for you, and so we're glad that you're hanging out with us, and and then so on this side of the spectrum, people who, who don't know Jesus, they're, they're unchurched. They, they just don't know a lot about about, uh, about faith, Christianity. And it's funny because we throw around terms like presence of God. And I think for a lot of people, if they're over here, if you're over here on this spectrum, you come into church and you hear terms like, get ready to encounter the presence of God. And like, if you're in church, like, holy smokes, what's about to happen? 
We're over here, and, and, and I've heard this one. I've said this one. Guys, get ready. The presence is about to be thick. And you're like, what? What am I? Are you guys ready to encounter the presence of God? And for a lot of us, if we're over here, we're like, are we going to like visit the great and powerful Oz? Like, what is happening? And for a lot of us that are that we've been raised in church, we don't really think about this, but we use like these words and these terms and and over here, and so over here, the, 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 idea, the idea of the presence of God could seem very scary. It could seem very mystical, very eerie. But I, I think nothing could be further from the truth. In fact, we read a couple times in Scripture, it says that the presence, in the presence of God, there's fullness of joy. That in the presence of God, there is, you can find rest. And so there's nothing scary about it. And so that, that's over here. But on this side of the spectrum, maybe, maybe you, you're not over there, but on this side of the spectrum, maybe you're over here and, and you grew up in church, right? And so you know the lingo, you, 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 know, the, you, you know the words and the Christianese of, of church and, 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 and you, you, your, your idea of, of presence uh, is, 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 is completely different than over there. So, so maybe for you, and I can, I can relate to this side over here because I grew up in church. Um, you, 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 when, when you think of presence, you, uh, you, you maybe have a misconception with this idea that presence is, um, is quantifiable. Meaning that presence of God is only there when I feel it. And so for a lot of us, we grew up in church and, 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 and we say things. I've said things like this. Well, if the pastor don't preach more than an hour and a half, ain't no presence here. Right? Or, or maybe you're like eating at Applebee's and you're like, whoa, I can't believe service went an hour and two minutes over. The presence was thick today. Or, or, we, or, or, or we try to quantify God's presence. I know that God's presence is here when I get goosebumps. Or I know God's presence is here when I start crying. But if I'm not crying, if I'm not sweating, if I'm not seeing people fall on the floor, then God's presence ain't here. Come on, you ever said things like that? I've said things like that. And we're over here, and, and, and we try to, we, we, we think that only time God's presence is here is when we see these certain things that we've been taught, really. And, but, but, but what if there's something that, that is not, that, that is, no, there's something about God's presence that's not scary, nor is it something that, that is just spont like, like random, See, the psalmist in, in Psalms chapter 139, uh, he writes this. He says, this is a psalm that said, I can never escape from your spirit. I love this. I can never get away from your presence. So if I go to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. And I love this depiction of how the psalmist is, is, is what I think is the best definition of God's presence is that no matter where I'm at, 
I could be at the highest of highs. I could be at the lowest of lows. It doesn't matter because his presence is always with me. In fact, we've coined a term, God is omnipresent. That word omni, the prefix is Latin, and it means all. So God is all present. And so if God is always present, but there's only some times where I feel him, what does that mean? And that's what I want to talk to you briefly this morning. This, this idea that God's presence is simply our awareness that God is present. That God's presence is simply our awareness. Us being aware that wherever I'm at, that God is present. He's in my highest of highs. He's in my lowest of lows. And I may not fill him with the tears. I may not fill him with the shivers. I may not fill him with the Holy Ghost flops. But that doesn't mean he's not present. Because my God, the one in the Bible, is present all times. It's just a matter of me becoming aware of his presence. And so there's a couple ways in the Bible that we read in Scripture that that helps us become more aware of God's presence. I want to give you three of them. The first one is this, worship. Worship. Psalms 22 says, you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. Basically, what, what, what the psalmist is writing is that, 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 that our worship, and, and specifically, he's talking about like our singing worship, right? Because we live worship. Your, your life, the way that you act and the way that you talk should be worship. But specifically, the psalmist is writing about actual singing. So like what we just did. That when we do that, it's like we're setting up a, uh, a, a futon for God to come down. And when we're worshiping, he like comes down and he's like, yeah, this is great. That's why for a lot of us, for me, when I'm going through something, if I play on some worship, all of a sudden. And it's not that all of a sudden God's presence is, but it's all of a sudden I'm aware. I become more aware. So worship is the first one. Here's the second one, community. Community, we're, uh, Matthew chapter 18, for where two or three are gathered together, I'm here among them. Community, the idea that when we come together and we're around people that have the same goal of trying to worship Jesus, that there's something about it that, that helps us to become more aware of God's presence, that God is present See, proof is the, even the fact that you just came here today, you experienced that. You could have come super heavy-hearted with whatever you've gone through. But for some reason, like, this 60 minutes that you're here, like, you, you've, you, you kind of maybe not completely forgot about what you're going through, but you, you kind of got a little distracted. Why? Because all of a sudden we become aware that God is present through our worship through community. And then here's the uh, the third one that we find is is our willingness. Our willingness. 
James 4, 8, come near to God and he will draw near to you. I love the rest of that verse where it says, wash your, wash your, cleanse your hearts, cleanse your mouth. And so this, it's this idea that, that man, when, when we're willing to, to go to God and, and say, God, I, I don't have the answers and, and I'm not perfect. I need you. I need you in my life. I repent of the, the, the filth that I've done, that there's something about us falling under the authority of Jesus, that, that there's a willingness of us saying, hey, Jesus, I, I come to you, that there's something where he's like, yeah, that's good. And we become aware of his presence. God's presence, it ain't scary. We've made it scary. It's not sporadic. God's presence is our awareness that God is present. And here's why this is so important. Here's why I believe that presence is so important. This idea that we become aware that God is present everywhere uh, we are at. Here's why I believe this is such an important thing is because, and this is for your note takers, presence adjusts perspective. Presence adjusts perspective. See, when when we are... uh, Our awareness of God, I don't know if you, maybe this is just me. Our awareness of God becomes the least when I'm going through something. And it's very easy to to, to believe that when I'm going through the hardest, uh, the, the most horrible things in my life, it's very easy to allow that pain To, to be defined as God's presence is not with me. But this morning, I want you to know that there could be nothing further from the truth. That even in your greatest pain, God's present. I, I kind of want to demonstrate this. Richard and Mike, could I get you guys real quick? Uh, Mike, you can sit right here. Richard, you're going to play God real quick. Because you look like God. Huh? I'm, just, I'm kidding, but I don't know. Um, so, so here's what we have here, and, and this, is really, this is really what happens, I believe, happens when, when, uh, when problems come in our life, okay? So here, this is, Richard's going to represent the presence of God, okay? <laughs> no offense, bro. Mike is going to, Mike represents our problems, <laughs> the, the hardships of life, okay? I love you. And I'm just going to represent me. And so God's presence is, is very, uh, like we feel it more. We're more aware of God's presence when things are good, right? Like when things are going great, God, you love me. Oh, I can feel you here. So, so here's what happens. My perspective is on the presence of God. But the moment a problem happens, what happens is is that my perspective, it shifts from the presence and it becomes aware of the problem. Now, here's what I want you to understand and what I want you to see is that my awareness is now on the problem, but is God still there? The only difference is now my focus is not on him, but it's now on this. 
And so now, whatever, like I'm in this place and, my, and, uh, and I'm focusing, my awareness is on, is on my problems, is on my pains, is on my, my hurts. And I begin to think, God, where are you at? You're not here. Guess what? God never left. My perspective just shifted. And so now I'm focused on this when I really need to be focused over here because if I could focus on this, this becomes behind me now. But we have to learn to get from here whoo, to here. And so we... So can I encourage you this morning, like when you are here, your awareness is on your problems. Put on some worship. When your awareness is right here, get in community. When your awareness is right here, get to that place where you can say, God, I'm sorry. I need you. I'm broken. I can't do this by myself. Because when we can do that, perspective, it can begin to shift and become over here. And here's what I love about this, is that my awareness is here. For some of you guys, your problem's still going to be there. This idea that, that my problem is going to be gone, maybe my God can do whatever he wants. He might just do that. But if he doesn't, it doesn't even matter. Why? Because my awareness is now on the presence rather than my problem. Can I say to you this morning, we got to shift our awareness from the problem to his presence. Amen, somebody? Come on. Thank you, guys. I love that. So why do we need to become aware of God's presence? Again, the first one was, if it ain't on the screen, I don't know it. <laughs> Presence adjusts perspective. Helps us to align. And here's the second thing that, that it does, presence does, our awareness of God's presence, what it does. And then I'm done. Y'all gonna hit up Applebee's real quick. <laughs> presence enables honor. Presence enables honor. In the book of Isaiah, God, he, he tells Israel in Isaiah 43, he tells Israel, his, his kids, he's like, hey, don't, don't be afraid. I'm there with you always, okay? But then he says like this amazing little verse right here. And, and he goes on to say this, uh, Isaiah 43, 7. He says, they, so Israel, his children, they are my people he goes on, God goes on to say, I created each of them to bring honor to me. Wow. Listen, you and I were created to bring honor to God. Like, we're called, what is honor? To ascribe value, to ascribe worth to, to God. Like, that's, God, you are, you are so glorious. God, you are so awesome. God, I don't know where I would be without, like, we're honoring God. We're honoring God. We're called to honor. Hey, guess what? This is great news. Honor is also one of our core values at Discovery. I didn't even know that. That just happened. No, I'm just kidding. 
I believe, do we have the, here it is, honor. The cross gives every human being immeasurable worth. We will treat people with the honor that the cross displays and demands they deserve. Come on, we will be a church of honor. And not just honoring people who are above us, but we honor all around us. We honor those above us, those below us, and everywhere else. We constantly become, we, 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 we become carriers of honor, of honoring people. That's what we do. So we're called to bring honor to God constantly. He said in Isaiah, the scripture we just read, we were created to bring honor. Now here's the problem. If you are not aware that God's presence is always here, you're only going to honor God when you feel or think that he's there. And so when we don't understand that God's presence is our awareness that God is present right here. I can't honor him. If I, if I believe that God is only present when I, whatever you feel like the only reason or only way God is present, only time that God is present, when you think that that's the only time that God is present, that's going to be your only time that you feel like you need to honor him. Because you can't honor someone that you don't recognize is there. And so we got to become super aware that God is present right here, right now, so that we can begin to live a life that honors God. And so here's how we do it. And then I'm done, maybe. How we honor God, this is for your notes. The first way is this. We honor God by the way we live. We honor God by the way we live. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Now you'll find in scripture that glory and honor are synonymous with one another. And, and, and so, so Paul is saying in everything that you do, it's kind of weird that he starts with whatever you eat or drink, right? Like, that's so small, Paul. But perhaps Paul is saying, even in the smallest of things, in the smallest of details, we're still to honor God in everything that we do. So the way that we talk, the way that we think, the way that we act, the way we respond is all ways that we can honor God. How we live. Listen, how you live is the way that you honor God. And here's the second thing. We honor God by the way that we honor others. We honor God by the way that we honor others. Be devoted to one another. Again, this is Paul. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. That's crazy to think, isn't it? Clearly, this is an antiquated text, right? This is 21st century. I'm going to honor me first. Mm. False. Paul says that we honor people above 
ourselves. So I don't care where you are in the status of life. I don't care the size house you got, the, the apartment that you live in, the type of car that you drive, the type of bike that you ride. Like, it doesn't matter. Because I, I still honor higher than, than I honor myself. And really the idea is that we honor you, that I honor you, and that you honor me, not because of who I am, but because who I represent. We were created in God's image. And so when I honor you, it's I'm honoring God. When I'm honoring you, it's like I'm honoring God. And we honor, we honor our words, with our action, with our time. But you can't honor God. It's hard to honor God. I'll say it that way. It's hard to honor God when you're not aware that he's not here all the time. This morning, I want to encourage you, wherever you are at in your stage of life with God, I want to encourage you for you to understand and you to, to really grasp hold to the idea that God is present. He's present all the time. In my greatest heights, in my lowest of lows, and everything in between, God is present. Thank you for listening to Discovery Church Podcast. Remember, we will have a new message for you every Monday at 5 p.m. Make sure to like and subscribe, and you will be notified when a new episode is ready for listening.